Podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The ultimate purpose of signs is really to return us back to that divine child perspective, that part of us that understood that anything was possible, that anything manifest, that we could create with our imaginations and that what we often thought about somehow magically did appear, that we would see the wonder. Hey, everybody. Gina Cavalier, the Liberated Healer podcast. And today we have Simran, and she is the author of a book called Signs, Everyday Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts, a book in the Common Sentience book series, through Sacred Stories, which is a really great partner of mine that I work with all the time. So welcome, Simran. How are you? I am great. It's so great to be with you, Gina. I think you're doing some beautiful things on the planet, and I'm just honored to be in conversation with you. Oh, absolutely. And I love this orange vibe that you have going on and just brightening up the space already. And um, I think we've rescheduled a few times, um, and it's always the, every it's always the perfect time to get together. And I, I want to hear about your story and about how signs just started to speak to you and how you knew that it was real and that it was um, being transcended in the way that was meant just for you. And just a little bit about that to give some context for everybody. Sure. I uh, really was not on a personal growth path or a spiritual path. I was reared in a certain faith. I had my head down and was doing my work. I had become a bit of a workaholic in the world and simply was trying to be a good person, did everything that I thought good people do. And um, I was encountering some different obstacles in my life. There were relationship issues. There was an exhaustion in the work that I was doing at that time. And it seemed like I would hit obstacle and challenge after obstacle and challenge. And I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to that in terms of things that might be happening in their life or things they're seeing in the world. Well, I got to a point where the pain and the constriction of my life was so difficult and there was so much dysfunction that one day I went into my prayer room and I was very emotional and I literally called out and said, just send me a sign. Or take me out of here. I don't want to be here anymore because this is just not what I thought life was designed to be about. And starting the next day and over the next several weeks, I began seeing the numbers 11 and 11, 11 multiple times a day and up to 40 times a week. And at first I thought, what in the world is happening? I'm losing my mind. How can this be possible? 
but it was showing up in very tangible ways. It was grocery store receipts. It was mailboxes, license plates, billboards. Um, there was a bulldozer outside of my house and on the side of it was 1111. And I just kept watching how this was showing up, but really didn't talk to anyone about it because I thought it was Twilight Zone-ish and I wasn't really sure what was going on. And my life continued to uh, have this issue in it in regard to a personal relationship. And I knew I had to make a shift and a change in that, but I was resisting that big time. And it eventually got to the point that I knew I had to put him into rehab to help him and also for me to be able to walk away and separate from that relationship, knowing that I did everything that I could. And when I left that uh, that person at rehab, I was heading back and I came to a railroad crossing and the arm came down and I put my head on the steering wheel and I started sobbing. And then all of a sudden the train passed and it honked and I looked up and there was a giant 1111 across every single car. <laughs> this is really bizarre <laughs> because you just don't think of those things happening. And that was over a decade ago. When no one really talked about signs, I couldn't find any material on it. I had never heard of anyone seeing these numbers. And I've since come to know that millions of people across the world do see 1111. But whether or not you're seeing that number, I want people to know you are seeing something and that the universe is speaking to you. And those numbers had me question if I'm seeing numbers and the universe is supporting me in this way. How is this conversation unfolding and how many other ways is the universe actually speaking to me? And that led me to a deep exploration of life and all of the different ways that the universe converses with us. And that resulted in my first book, Conversations with the Universe. Fast forward 10 years later, I have learned so much more and realized the deep dialects that each of us have with the universe, how it's not just one sign or symbol showing up but that we're actually receiving paragraphs when we learn how to connect the dots and how we deepen into the conversation and what these signs, symbols, and synchronicities are really asking of us. And for that reason, it was really important to bring this information forward in the new book, Signs, Sacred Encounters with Pathways, Turning Points, and Divine Guideposts. Signs actually became my personal growth path. They are the reason that I have advanced spiritually as well as personally. I have not been one to go to other teachers or workshops or classes or certifications. I literally relied on the signs and life taught me and led me at the same time. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, so many, so much beauty in there. Um, and I think it does resonate with a lot of people because the first thing you said is that you're a good person. And and things weren't working out. So that can really just really cause so much confusion. Just, I'm, tr I, I know there's something called karma or something good, but I just keep feeling like I'm being good. And then just things are just coming in my way so much. I try so hard to get one thing done and it, it just doesn't even work. It doesn't fall into place. And then that's where all this suffering comes in. And and you want to crash and you just don't understand the world and your purpose. And so there are just very many beautiful ways that uh, the, the doors open for us. And this is just such a wonderful way that everybody has. 
It really is. And what I want individuals to understand is you're not on a journey to try to reach some end destination. You are the journey. You're not just in this world. You are every piece and part of the world speaking back to you about you. You are literally experience experiencing itself. And the signs and symbols that show up in front of you are really appearing to take you back inside yourself to remember parts of you that you have forgotten are there or that are clouding you from the truth of your essence or the brightness of your light. And so often we don't realize that signs are not just these once in a while things, but that they surround us all the time. And when we line up to that perspective, then we can begin to look at life as filled continuously with signs that are helping us to gauge exactly where we are with our personal growth. And that means embracing the butterflies and the rainbows and the cardinals and all the beautiful signs that show up, while also embracing the uncomfortable signs and understanding that they're showing us the hidden parts of ourselves that we are here to clean and clear out so that our light can shine. I like people to understand there are no bad signs. There might be some uncomfortable ones, the pebbles, rocks, and boulders that show up, but there are no bad signs. And anything that we would term as bad is just an opportunity to look at the belief systems or the conditioning that we bought into and begin to shift that so that we do create the life that we're looking for. You're on mute, Gina. Apologies, I'll edit that out. Oh, I had a fly, um, plane fly over. Okay, let me make a note on that. Um, yes, absolutely. Because if you're looking for the pebbles and the rocks, and you're you get more of that. So when I'm, if you're in that if you're in that energy space and you're not looking for any of the good signs, um, then you can follow into that dark hole. So. Um, can you tell us a little bit about 1111 then? And is that accessible for everybody? And what are the, the meanings of 1111 a little bit more into that specific? Time? Sure, sure. So after I dropped uh, my partner at that time off at the rehab, I, I came back home. I was deeply grieving. I was really sad and um, probably a bit depressed after all of the trauma and the pain that had ensued over so many years. And so I spent the next week in bed, but every time I would roll over, I would look at the clock and it would either be one eleven or eleven eleven. And after about a week of that, I got really angry and I said, either make these numbers stop or tell me what they mean. And in that moment, I got flashes of eleven eleven magazine covers that I would do a radio show that's eleven eleven, that I would write several books. And I heard the message in my own voice, do this now, you will heal and others will heal. And I also received two explanations for what 1111 signified. 1111 represents the four pillars of mastery that we are here to each uh, learn through and grow through. 1111 is the gateway of that mastery. So as we master our mental body, emotional body, physical body, and spiritual body, we move into the gateway of greater expansion and spiritual evolution. The ones also represent that we're all individual playing together and interacting in this world to create one another's growth. And we are all one. So we're individual ones and we're all one. 
So regardless of what we want to think about duality, about darkness and light, about separation and oneness, it is all part of the one. And it is all part of a greater story because you either believe in a divine plan or you don't. And once you really anchor into the idea, okay, I'm going to believe in a divine plan, then all of a sudden you cannot negate any of the experiences happening to you. You really can't even call anything bad. You have to start looking at life from this place of balancing, that everything that's coming into my experience is a sign and a signal for places within me that I can grow and expand, that I can cultivate the gifts that I have to offer and share those with the world. And when we start to look at life in this way, which is why this book is so important for me to share, is we become sacred activists in the world. And then all of a sudden, we take everything that's happening outside of us, and we reflect that back as a mirror for ourselves, as a sign for where we need to shine the light upon ourselves to now shift those areas of mental growth, emotional intelligence, physical mastery, and spiritual expansion. Oh, I, I like that um, term, the um, the activist part. Um, but as a, so, that's a little bit of a softer activist, like a spiritual or a sacred activist. Um, but there's something very pleasing about that to me in my ears. Um, because a part of us want to, we know we have to work on ourselves, but we there's something deeply inside that we need to know that we're a part of everything. And uh, we live in this world where rather than gauging our emotions that are happening, activism is more of this, let me go out and fight something that's going on out there. Let me rage at it. Let me protest against it. And we don't realize when we're taking that stance as an activist, and I'm not saying that people aren't doing good work when they're doing that, but they are fueling more of that energy, which then empowers the very issue that they are supposedly fighting against. When we pause, and the universe is really, really intelligent in how it provides signs, because it understands that we are all very distracted. We are all quite unconscious, and we look outside ourselves for everything from love to value to purpose. And so it uses signs outside of us to redirect us back inside because that's what's going to get our attention. And when we finally realize that one person truly can change the world and we are that one, but not by that place of raging, protesting anything that we're seeing externally, but from that place of using it as a reflection and saying, for me to shift that, I have to first find it within myself and shift it within me. When I can find it in neutrality within myself, then all of a sudden my energy is neutral enough that it cannot impact the outer world in a negative way. And that actually decreases the volatility of whatever it is that is outside of me. And in that way, we do become sacred activists of the world. We're beautiful because we can only really control ourselves. Um, so if we're we have to dig deep and look at all of the um, multiple layers that we have and where we need help. And that's the whole being of creating the liberated healer is because we all have to become our own healers for ourselves. Um, and as, as we become healed, each one of us, it just becomes a big, bigger and lighter community overall. And sometimes that act alone, I'm not saying sometimes, but 
that act alone, uh, you're, you're, you're saving the world or, um, uh, whatever you are, something that really bothers you that you might be rageful for, you're actually supporting it in that way because all that is inside of that when you heal some of those things is love. Yeah. I love the name of your podcast. That in itself is a sign for so many people, because when you talk about liberated healer, what you're really doing is you're claiming and you're commanding that I am already liberated and I can't be chained by that which I think needs to be healed. Or do I think that I'm the commanding healer of other people or things? It is really allowing the sense of sovereignty to mandate the consciousness. And when we can hold that type of consciousness from a place of that inner core, then all of a sudden that vibration is what creates the healing. It's not necessarily putting our energy or even our intention on someone else. It is really holding our energy with such delight, such such creativity within us that that vibration is higher than any other vibration around us. And so it has to transmute what surrounds it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm in love with that word sovereignty of this year. It's come every time it comes up, it speaks to me. Um, because that was, that was not something that we were taught as, as a young, as young ones to, is to be in that space. Um, and once you find that, um, it does start to slay away, uh, some of the old programming and, um, there's a inner strength and a grounding that you get when you're like, I'm sovereign to myself. Yeah. I, I think that us really diving into these different words, looking at the individuals that represent different things and then turning around and saying, where is that in me? What is my understanding of this? What is this trying to cultivate within me? What is this trying to inspire as gift skills and talents from me and through me? Then all of a sudden we move beyond the conditioned meanings of words. We move beyond the general understandings of things. And just like with signs and symbols, we begin to develop our own definitions and dialect as to how we relate to the world and to other people. And when we do that, we establish our own inner authority and inner stance on things from which to create the world with. What I love about this book, Signs, is that it's developed into three sections. The first section is really about what signs you'll encounter and how they appear and how they direct you either down pathways, turning points, or as divine guideposts and what that means. And are there good signs or are there bad signs? where they originate from, like, how do we even have signs show up and why? And then the second section is a group of other storytellers that share their sacred encounters and what they derived as meaning from them to just illustrate that it's okay to come out of the spiritual closet. Like we're all having this. This is a (laughs) beautiful part of our life. And the more we delight in one another's beautiful stories in this way, the more we raise that energy and raise that presence of the synchronicities that are possible for each one of us. And the final section is all about introducing you to methods and practices that help you ground into cultivating more presence to the signs that are really all around you right now, just right there in front of you. You just haven't realized it and you haven't realized the degree to which the signs appear. 
nor have you realized the degree to which the signs are appearing to help you balance your masculine and feminine energy, help you tap into your multidimensional nature, help you understand what level of self you're operating from in a given moment as the signs are the barometer for that. And so there's so much in this book that can be a personal growth path for people that is light and fun and easy. Personal growth work does not have to be drudgery. It can be this childlike wonder of exploring our intuition and our trust and our imagination and the signs that surround us. And I think putting it in a book form where people can flip it around or just carry it with you um, and also helps them intellectualize some of the concepts because uh, then it can get more integrated. And I think that's where people really struggle because They'll, they'll go, Oh, I wonder about the site 1111. They'll just do a quick Google search, right? And then the little, just that one top thing comes up at the top. And then they're like, Oh, it means this. And then they really just leave it at that sometimes and not realizing that, um, it's a gateway for, uh, like a, a really deeper communication and relationship and is there to help them into all the things of their life. So it's not just, Oh my, that means the angels with me. There's deep meanings, correct? <laughs> oh, definitely. I think that anybody can Google anything these days <laughs> answers, but I believe that there's something far beyond that's trying to happen. And when I look back over the 10 years, I realized I didn't really trust life. I didn't trust the universe. I didn't trust other people. Uh, I know most of all, I didn't trust myself or my choices. And the one thing that developing this relationship with the signs that appeared did was it helped me to start to not feel as alone, to know that there was something bigger than me out there that was guiding, that was laying a, a string of breadcrumbs, that was tapping me on the shoulder and had my back. It allowed me to develop greater inner authority and greater confidence in the choices that I made, because even if I made a choice that wasn't the best choice, the signs and symbols would still direct me towards that best choice. And so it allowed me to understand that there are no mistakes. There's no wrong turns. We get infinite do-overs. If we take a scenic route every once in a while, we're still led back to the highway. Like it all is okay. But for us to be able to develop this relationship with the universe, with God, with source, with love, whatever you want to call it, actually helps us develop the relationship with ourselves even more. And when we have that level of relationship, that intimacy, then all of a sudden we really are in co-creative partnership with life. And then anything is possible. Absolutely. And then when you get knocked down by the, the rocks, <laughs> you could see what a little bit more, what the meaning are. And, um, I understand like the book is a really great way, like you said, the different this different stages that you have to get like a full understanding. But can you get some people excited a little bit about um, just a little bit more depth into the sign? Because I know people get really excited about you, you talked about 1111, but, you know, people will have necklaces that say 222 or on their tattoos on their arms or 333 or or also a loved one had passed please show me a butterfly so can we can we just talk a little bit more about specific numbers and other signs yes uh, 
I think that numbers are the easiest way for the universe to connect to us because we all see them. And that's an easy thing to be repetitive. And so as you do grow on your personal growth path, you are seeing something, whether it's 1111 or not, you are seeing something. And that kind of your little tapping from the universe that lets you know that the universe really does have your back. But after this show, don't be surprised if you do start seeing 11s and 1111s. If you start growing on your path, what you will tend to do is start to see the double digit numbers like the 22, the 33, the 44. That is simply the universe saying, yes, you're opening up. You're on this path. Continue in the direction that you're going. And the more you master these different pillars, those double digits will turn into triple digits. So then you'll start seeing the 333 and the 555 and the 777. So in that way, it becomes this fun interaction to know, you know, that you are actually growing on the path. But it's not the only way that the universe speaks to you. The universe will speak to you through all types of things, whether it's insects or birds or trees or songs or books or words or other people. They will appear in all manner of ways if you're willing to open up to that. In addition, the signs will uh, come together to connect in lots of different ways. And you will even have signs that are uncomfortable. So she keeps talking about the pebbles and the rocks. Those are really powerful signs for me. I've gotten to a point now where it doesn't matter whether it is that lighter loving kind of sign or whether it is one of those that feels uncomfortable. Because I know that when the uncomfortable sign shows up, that it's showing me a part of myself that has been hidden away, a part that's in the subconscious that is a belief or an idea or something that I'm projecting out into the world that's creating these types of circumstances for me. So those types of signs can be anything from a flat tire to a burst pipe, to a a check that bounces, to a relationship issue. So don't look at signs as just the light and love things. Those are, yes, of course, all the ones that we want. But understand that there is value also in the signs that appear that can be uncomfortable, but it's only because they're trying to get you to shed what is no longer true for you. And um, when you're seeing they, is it typically your specific guides or just the universal guides or is there any, I mean, I know that's a big question, but I know people are going to wonder about that. I have my own philosophy about that, and I do share in the book where I think signs originate from, and I do believe it is this co-creative partnership between the universe, and if you want to call that God or source, or again, whatever term you apply it to, in collaboration with our soul in terms of the lessons or the gifts, skills, and talents that we're here to learn, and with our wounded child or our healthy child. And the reason that the signs appear is because they have already been pre-planted on our journey, just in case we end up down a pathway that's not the straight and narrow, but we decide to take a scenic route. These little gems are guideposts are placed along the way just to keep turning us back in the direction that will be of our higher good. And if we have fallen more into the wounded child, then we will have more signs that help guide us back to the healthy child. If we are someone that has retained much of our healthier divine child, then we will be guided in a way that leads us to truly express our light and our gifts in the world in a faster way. And so it really is this 
beautiful earthly obstacle course that allows you to explore all of this amusement park. We pay for haunted houses and roller coasters and merry-go-rounds and seesaws and all these types of things when we go to these theme parks. And we never really put the incredible value that life offers in giving us these things for free. I mean, look at some of your relationships. Have they not felt like roller coasters? Yeah. Or how many times have you been around the same cycle again and again and again? That's our merry-go-round. And so to really embrace life from that perspective will allow you to keep the more difficult moments lighter. And it will allow you to understand that you are on life support. You always have been because the universe will constantly send you the signs. Can you just go back a little bit with you meant by life, you are on life support. What does that mean a little bit? Yes. I think that so often it's easy to believe that we are alone or we're out there having to do it on our own, that we're struggling and that we're suffering because sometimes life does feel that challenging. That's but when we start to realize that this is a co-creative experience and that as we're inhaling and exhaling, that life has us that we're breathing in life and that life will always bring forth the things that are most supportive. Sometimes it brings it through tender love, which are the soft and beautiful signs like an innocent baby to show us our innocence or a butterfly to show us our transformation or even someone that inspires us to show us our power that we haven't recognized that we have. And other times life will fiercely love us and advocate for us. And that will send us sometimes that bump on the head that we need just so that we wake up a little bit and become more present to the unconscious ways that we're living. But throughout each and every experience that we have, life is coursing through us. It is breathing us. And that way we are on life support. I just love this conversation. It's so much fun. I had a, um, I had a, a big moment recently and I was trying to figure out a decision and I was crying and I was in my car and I, you mentioned it somewhere else about license plates is a great way to get signs um, from your guides or from co-creator. And um, I couldn't remember. I just asked right out loud, like something blah, 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 blah. And then this really fast car went right in front of me and the, the license plate just said, go Gina. Oh, that's so fantastic. But you said something really powerful, Gina, and it was you used your voice out loud. I I have found that my signs have always shown up most powerfully when I have said it out loud. Because our sound is current. It carries a vibration. It activates the universe. It activates our consciousness and our hearing and our seeing so that we're open to that. You have to understand most of us are walking through life unconscious 99% of the time. Even the greatest spiritual master, 99% unconscious most of the time. And the reason for that is to be 100% present means we'd have to be 100% present all the time. And very few people are like that. In fact, most of us are walking around as if we have this hood over our ourselves or this cape. And we're peering through this tiny little hole, which is why we only see certain signs once in a while. And when we have that hood over us, we're actually living either in the past or we've projected ourselves into the future and all the things that we need to do to get to that future. But the more we become present and the signs show up to have us take that pause, in fact, they will make you pause 
you know, when you see that sign and you're thinking something, just like Gina just talked about with the license plate, I'm sure in that moment she went, is that a sign? Like we actually say that to ourselves, either silently or out loud, because we know it's a sign, but it's almost like it's a reset button. It stops us for a moment to pause. And in that moment, we become present. There's no past. There's no future. There's that moment. And the more we become like that, that hood comes down and we open up to more and more signs, more synchronicity, not because all of a sudden more are appearing, but because we're more present to everything that's been there all along in the first place. And I find that when you start to uh, build this relationship, it starts with yourself and then source and then outward, right? Um, there is a more secure feeling that comes over the individual because you're in control of it. So what I'm saying is, and you know, you have to comment on this, but for example, if I start saying, Hey, I really like a sign that this person is someone I should work with and, and saying it out loud and putting their attention and I think, and thank you and being grateful for it, whatever the process is or the words that you use, it doesn't matter what this even subject matter is, but there is like an inner strength that comes along because you're having this um, powerful um, communication that you're in control of. I, I 100% agree with you, Gina. That to me is what I call the inner authority and the creative confidence. And I equate that to really recognizing the divine spark within. So as we have this engagement with life where we are interacting with these signs. It's like infinity. We go out to find the sign. We bring the sign back inside of ourselves. That creates a greater confidence. We go back out again. So we're, we're bringing this intimacy and this relationship closer and closer until we merge in oneness with that very divine capacity that we have placed so far outside of ourselves. Ultimately, that's what the signs are pointing us to. They're pointing us to recognition that we are the world, we are that divine presence, we are that golden spark that we have placed outside ourselves and we're reclaiming it and we're positioning ourselves back inside the heart and mind of God when we do that. And in opening ourselves to that level of power, we do find our safety and our security and our sovereignty. There is that ability to trust and then act more powerfully in the world. And as that conversation is engaged, we learn that we have to interact. That was the other powerful thing that you said when you're looking to work with someone and you have that conversation out loud. You know, the universe wants a conversation. A conversation takes two. So when the universe sends you a sign, many times people will say, well, could you send me one more sign? I need to know that that was a real sign. And even when that second sign comes, we don't trust it. And so we say, could you send us another sign just to confirm that the first two were right signs? And that's natural. That's human nature. (laughs) Right. But once we get past that hurdle and we start to learn, okay, wait a minute, the universe really is trying to converse with me. So if the universe has spoken, I need to answer in some way. And so that means either you verbally speak back, but more so if you want it more powerfully to act in your life, Take an inspired action. Lean in a direction so that the universe can then respond again. And it will either give you a confirmation that you're headed in the right direction, or it will give you another sign to point you in the direction that you're supposed to go. 
And that's how you develop this conversation with the universe. And I want to go back, way back a little bit to what you were saying before, because you, you called it the healed child. And then um, there's the wounded child. And from a lot of what I've been um, bringing together, everything seems to get based on our childhood, which we all know about, right? Um, and, and it was given to us for whatever reasons, the way it unfolded, the way it, but I loved, and I have not really heard that um, dichotomy exactly put together like that, the wounded child and the healed child, because I think that's a really good thing to put together for people that are trying to make a difference in their life because they can go back in, like I said, go back to that intellectualizing, am I in the healed child state or a wounded child state? And knowing that it wasn't any of your, obviously you were a child, right? But trying to get more to that healed state, it, it, being able to separate it and, and to identify it well from what I have found helps because it's almost like that filing cabinet in this, this head, this mind, this filing cabinet, right? We can move it around a little bit, put some fairy dust on it with some signs and support, and then almost be in charge of our own healing again but it's it it is that distinction because we have to know what's motivating us what uh, is creating the impulse for us to do something or make an action or respond in a certain way uh, i often paint in a meditative state and some of the symbolism that comes out is really really powerful it's on my website at imsimmerin.com and i have this one painting that looks very much like a giant spider. But at the core of that spider is uh, an eye. And from that eye, there is like an egg or two things that are coming out. And one is black and one is white. And it is literally the formation of the soul into the human being. And how as we come in that one egg space, we divide into two the light side of ourselves and the dark side of ourselves or the conscious side of ourselves and the unconscious side of ourselves, or you could say the human side of ourselves and the divine side of ourselves. So however you would interpret that, but those two pieces of us have to play out this entire experience until we come to a place of unification again or neutrality or oneness again around that. And I also equate that as the healthy divine child of ourself, and then the wounded child. And they're both equally valuable. The wounded side of ourself actually loved us enough to take that journey of forgetting so that we could experience the ecstasy and rapture of remembering. And so that part of us is really the most unconditionally loving part of us that we have, but we have condemned it to just be this wounded, broken piece of us when in actuality, all of our full power is in the void of its experience. And so when we can start to really see ourselves from this objective space and how this distinction of our two selves has created this entire landscape and tapestry of life and signs and experience, then all of a sudden we realize that we are our own mythic story and that this beautiful experience of becoming the hero of our own lives is simply this ability to learn to love each and every part of ourselves in the full expression that it has come. Hmm. And 
A lot of people have PTSD, childhood PTSD and complex PTSD. And it's something that we've been talking a lot about. And it's very difficult because it feels like such a negative and that it's never going to go away. Almost like just this a giant scar that you can never um, take away. And, and the reality is you can. And putting light around those things and loving it. And, but, you know, it is a very scary thing. So something as gentle as signs, something as hopeful as signs, I think is such a great program and information to have, especially when you're really um, in a dark hole and you can call upon stuff. I mean, where we, we have to have these tools. We have to find the ones that speak to us, especially if you're suffering, because you're not going to be able to, ha- even if you're seeing a program with a therapist or anything, that's only one hour or a week or two. We need these tools to just go. And that's why I love the, love, wanted to talk to you so bad because they're right there all for us all the time. We need to be able to, the people that are suffering just kind of, you have that worst day of your life. You, you, all these things aren't working. You want to know, is this the job for me? Should I just quit? Like, give me a sign. Is this the highest calling? Am I, my bill's going to get paid if I quit? They'll, they'll come, something will come correct. And if you start to really listen to that and communicate on that level. Yes. I share in the book that in literally everything and play with anything in our experience. And when we can allow life to be approached from that perspective, then all of a sudden we regain this power of magnetism that children just innately have, right? If if you think back to being a child and you think about the way you used to play with dolls or G.I. Joes or whatever it is that you played with as a young boy or a young girl, your imagination oftentimes would go into the magnificent and the wondrous, but it would also go into the dark. Like the G.I. Joes would go to war. They would have to fight. The baby dolls would always have a mishap that they have to get out of. Our, our myths and our psychology is built on this landscape of up and down, dark and light, because there is a part of us that understands that we're here to create and imagine and recreate. And when we start to realize that the signs are pointing us to that level of innocence and imagination, then if we are facing a financial issue, if we're facing a relationship problem or an issue at work where we're in a job that we don't like, and we can step into that place of the child and begin imagining again, then we can imagine ourselves out of this dark space by remembering that we can dream and inviting in the signs to allow us to dream. And if you'll start to notice, The signs actually appear usually when you are in question, when you're having a challenge, when you are trying to decide whether to take a leap into something. And so that's the moment when you see a sign to really be present to what am I thinking at this moment? Because you will either be having a thought of, I don't want to do this anymore. This hurts. And the universe is showing you that sign to say, you don't have to. We've got your back. Do something else. This is a turning point for you. Or you will be thinking about, oh my gosh, if I could just move to this other state, start my life over and do all this kind of stuff, the sign will appear just basically to say, go for it. We've got your back. 
will lead you down the signs that will help you get there. So it will always be for your good. It's trying to get you out of your own oppression. And I'm really excited about the kids that are growing up the where we can have these conversations now, which we, we really weren't able, we were able to, but it wasn't a part of our culture 20 years ago. So the kids coming out now and they don't have to go through this dark. I just feel like there was sort of a darker period, like in my age range in our teenage years, nobody talked about stuff like this. And so we, we really were just physical, like going to a rock concert or whatever we were doing, just kind of no ha- happenstance, but having some awareness, even at a younger age, will help to build that. And when your parents do it, the whole family can do it in a way. It just is like a drop in a puddle is what I mean. And the people around you start to say, hey, I'm going to fest. Their life is going good. They're, they're enjoying their positioning in life. And they, maybe there's something to this. And so it does help the world around you in that way too. Which it does. The, the, the baby boomers to through probably Gen Y, we've all had a specific purpose in the transformation and transmutation of our planet. And a lot of that has been energetic and also regarding consciousness. And it was to pave the way for these younger generations to come in and not only not have the hardships, but also be able to be the powerful lights that they're being. A lot of the things that happen in our world today are happening so that we expunge the world of certain darkness, of certain ways of looking at things, of separation, so that we unfold greater compassion and love and unconditional love uh, into ourselves and onto the planet. And the signs are showing us that. Like if we can look at things that are happening on the news, like the war in Ukraine, and really look at that as a sign to say, where inside myself am I in conflict at odds with myself? Where is a part of me dominating another part of me and trying to take over that? Where is a big identity or the ego superseding my humanity? When we look at signs like that, then all of a sudden we're taking what's outside, putting it inside, and then allowing that to wash back onto the planet with compassion and love. When we see banking systems that start to fail, we can look at that as where is my value falling? Where am I no longer considering my real wealth? Where am I no longer valuing the true resources, which are the people around me, as opposed to the material things around me? So all of these signs are actually inviting us into deeper conversations with ourselves to know ourselves better. When we see shootings at school and we see children that are dying, it is a mirror reflection to how we have killed off the inner child within ourselves killed off our own dreams, have shot down any ideas that we thought of who we could be or how we use our words, our thoughts, our actions to be violent against other people. All of these things that are happening in the world are not random. They are collective expressions of our own individual consciousness. And when we use them as unique signs for ourselves, We enhance our personal and spiritual growth exponentially. And again, we become these sacred soul activists within the world. Oh, I love, thank you so much for all that. Um, Would you like to lead us in a few minute meditation on our way out? Sure, sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. 
I will ask everyone to close your eyes and center into your heart. And allow yourself to take three deep, long, slow breaths, inhaling and exhaling, eight, ten, or twelve counts. And really visualize the breath going into your body, spreading throughout your shoulders, your arms, down into the torso, moving down into the hips and the legs, filling your feet and rising back up and exhaling out of your mouth and inhaling again, fully filling your body to bring you back into the body. Any part of you that is scattered, that is in other places, spaces, people, or circumstances, just pull yourself back through the breath into your body. Inhaling and exhaling. And after you finish these three very deep breaths, get yourself into a nice, even rhythm of breathing of four, six, or eight counts. And as you do so, I want you to center into your heart. And as you center and ground there, inhale and exhale and notice the hearth that is in the heart. It might be a stone fire pit. It might be a stone fireplace. But within there, there is a burning, beautiful, warm, safe fire. And that hearth is lighting up the more you breathe and the more present you are. And as you center in to that place around the fire, you will notice that there are two others, one on either side of you. And it is your divine child. And it is that which you would call the wounded child. And as you sit at this hearth, place your hands on your lap and allow each of those children to place their hand in yours. And the three of you are here now as a triple braided cord, a beautiful trinity in front of the hearth, breathing together in unison, uniting your energy, uniting your consciousness. And as you do so, the hearth in front of you begins to dance with flames that are unique shapes and symbols and signs. And as you inhale and exhale, I want you to invite the wounded child to show you a specific sign or symbol that is necessary for you to experience right now based on a challenge or a question that you have. Breathe in and out and allow the flames to bring forward that sign or symbol. And if it's a word, you will hear the word. And as you inhale and exhale, give your gratitude and your love to this sweet, wounded child. And now look to your other side and invite the divine child to give you a similar message, to now offer a sign, a symbol, a word, or message that you need to complete this experience at this time. 
As you inhale and exhale, the flames are going to dance in the hearth and something will quickly form or you will hear a word. And as you breathe in and out, I want you to squeeze the hand of each of these children and now lean into the wounded child and ask her what it is she needs from you at this time. And she will have an answer for you. And if for some reason you do not receive an answer, you will receive a sign or a message in your dream time or in the coming days. And as you inhale and exhale, now lean into the divine child and ask her or him what they need from you. And as you receive this message, just take that into your body, combining it with the signs that you received in the hearth, knowing that these are now in the cauldron of your heart, in the space of initiating alchemy in your life. As you inhale and exhale, I want you to unite the hands of your wounded child and your divine child and cup your own hands around them and bring them all to your heart. Allow each of these beings to now be free of anything that has held them back from their full expression. Invite yourself and the parts of you to be completely liberated so that you stand as a liberated healer, sovereign, safe, in your full creative capacity. And as you breathe this in and out, the hearth now burns down to where the flame has disappeared. And within the hearth, you will find a specific crystal, a beautiful shining crystal that is there just for you. This is another gift of this experience and a crystal that would serve you at this time. So if you don't have one, you may decide to go and get one. Either way, you have this crystal now embedded in your heart to always close your eyes and know that the power of this crystal can be activated in your life. As you breathe in and out, lifting this crystal to you, both of your children, that which was wounded and that which is divine, now dissolve into you completely connected by the hands within your heart and inside of you, and opening you to all of the greater messages, the signs, the symbols, and the synchronicities that they can lead you to, should you simply remain present to what they each need. Inhale and exhale. Focusing in now on the heart space and spanning out into other realms of your body 
allowing yourself to fully fill your entire sacred vessel, your body temple. As you inhale and exhale, wiggle your fingers and your toes, shrug your shoulders, perhaps rotate your neck, or shake your body out to bring yourself fully back into the space and into this present moment, knowing that you can visit the hearth at any time you choose to. Inhale and exhale, and bring yourself back. Liberated healer. Okay, so I cried. I hope you all maybe did or didn't cry as much as I did, but I loved that. I loved it. Oh, wow. That is so beautiful. We need to give so, so much love to our inner child and bringing it together into the three of them is so beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for your energy and your love and your time today. I appreciate you so much. And we're going to link everything below where everybody could find your book and your website and get a hold of you and maybe an event or anything that you're having. So we can share some, get some signs to hopefully connect one day a little bit more and please like share and subscribe and continue to send your positive thoughts to to us and around the world and yeah i think that's about it for today well it's been such an honor and a pleasure just such a delight i've really appreciated the conversation and your engaging questions and your own understanding of the subject and what you're doing in the world gina just keep Uh that beautiful light thank you so much No, thank you so much. Okay, we're out for now. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. See you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at Liberated Healer Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support. Yes. Yeah.